everyone. Welcome to this episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast powered by Ignite DA. My name is Kevin Henry. I am the co-founder of Ignite DA and so glad you've joined us. No matter where you get your podcast, we are there and we are always trying to bring you experts from within the industry to help you have a better day and even a better career. And that's why I'm so excited today to have on a dear friend, Dr. Teresa Grudy, who is also an EFTA and a CDA. Dr. Grudy, it's it's weird for me to say Dr. Grudy, so I'm just going to say, Teresa, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Kevin. How are you? So glad I, to be here. I am. It's great. Great to have you on. I'd love for our listeners to little bit, know a little bit more about you, if that's all right. Sure. I'm so excited to be invited to do this. I think it's awesome that we are making podcasts just for what I call us or who I call us. <laughs> I am uh, a dinosaur in this uh, season, I guess I'll call myself. I've been in the dental field for four decades, which is hard to even say out loud. So I've started as a certified dental assistant. I went on to become an expanded function dental assistant for those that don't know the initials EFTA. Um, and I've transitioned to the education world. I just actually finished my doctorate in education. So now I am Dr. Grudy. And I happen to be a board member on the Pennsylvania Board of Dentistry as well as a speaker. So I feel like I've checked a lot of the boxes that hopefully people on the call listening to this, we can kind of give them little nuggets today. A lot of boxes checked, a lot of hats <laughs> that you wear as well. Um, you know, and I know education is so important to you. And I know that you are making such an impact by helping educate that next generation of dental assistants that is coming in. And I'm curious, what are some of the biggest questions that you're hearing now that we're through, you know, the, the big stages of the pandemic, what are you hearing from dental assistants about entering into this career? The biggest thing. So we're, my role in education is I teach at Harcum college, which is in the Philadelphia area. And we do have a CODA commission on dental accreditation degree program, but we also have, uh, certification programs for assistance. My biggest thing that I'm hearing the dental assistants is that the jobs are in demand. So many of us have left. I mean, for, unfortunately, a lot of, for probably about five COVID reasons, we'll say, uh, take, taking care of your family, um, having small children, you had to leave your job to care for and homeschool, God forbid, um, <laughs> those things to do. So, and, and a lot of the dental assistants that called me as a friend and as a, as a mentor didn't feel safe. You know, they were working in an environment when we, you know, the very beginning we were like struggling for PPE and all those things. So I think we've come full circle and we know how to do things better. I think we all felt as seasoned dental people, we're like, we've always been doing this right with you yeah. know, universal precautions, maybe not the face mask and of course not the N95 face shields and the N95s, but we've always took universal precautions from HIV days. So I think we've done a really good job at that. I think we've learned that we can, you know, do proper infection control, but these students are seeing that there are jobs in demand. So they are, they've got a power that our new students didn't have before. <laughs> so, and, 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 you know, to, to borrow the Spider-Man uh, quote, you know, with great power comes great responsibility as well. And I think it's important that these students, you know, whether they've, they've gone to school uh, formally or the school of hard knocks, whatever it might be, they continue that education. And, what what's one of the biggest ways that you see people continuing that education even after they leave your program i think that's the best word also and everywhere what education do they need to move forward it's continue it no matter what you've learned i don't want to claim that everybody listening to this call so doctors assistants eftas or brand new graduates or you know office trained assistants 
I don't want to I don't want to claim that everybody had to go to school because there's a lot of states that you can learn on the job, which is fine. Um, hopefully infection control and some certifications in that and OSHA things that we all need to learn, but to join professional organizations, to join your local dental assistant society, to come to, I mean, you do it, Kevin, that's how I know you, to go around the country and speak to assistants. It's so empowering for them. Um, so, so to answer, continue, continue, continue your education, go to local society things, look for schools, contact Kevin and myself, where can I do these things? What state are you in? And we can find that for you, but to also learn. So yes, they do have great responsibility, but the professionalism piece, I think is what I'm hearing from Dennis, that sometimes hiring an assistant off the street, quote unquote, to just come into an office, and this is a dental office, it's it's a different world, right? Professionalism and um, respect is something that many of my dentist friends say, hire a personality and we can make you an assistant, right? I mean, <laughs> you're right. And, you know, I know there are people listening to this podcast who came into dentistry from other fields, you know, mm -hmm. they, and so the, the power of not only educating yourself, but as you said, finding like-minded individuals to learn mm -hmm. from as well, I think is so important today. And I think if we could transition it to a team goal, right? This is where I think all of us, especially the dentists that may be listening, find, have your team find their thing, help them, empower them to find their good. In my office, Kathy is great at implants. Uh, Kim is great in the lab. You know, there are people that have, somebody's great at photography. Somebody's great at teaching us all. And we switch to digital. Ooh, <laughs> that was a transition for someone like me who was, you know, <laughs> learned, learned to dip x-rays like I'm aging myself. But um, help help your everyone in your team find their thing. And then, especially again, you as the assistant can own that, right? Own it, then share it. And what does that do? to a human being. It educates you, it empowers you, it motivates you to guess what? Stay, stay in your office. So the smart dental, you know, dentist friends of mine have done that and they, they empower them. They take us, they take us to the continuing ed courses. Maybe I sit right next to my dentist and do a hands-on workshop, or maybe we split and I go here, Kevin, or, and then he goes here, someone else. I mean, it's just, and then at lunch or the end of the day, we can, um, you know, go out to dinner together as a team. It's team building, team building, team building. And then, then we get into the beauty world of all our friends in the business, right? To recommend products. Like how do we know how to recommend products? Crest Oral-B is a perfect example who I know are sponsoring this today. Um, I was just on this podcast on Thursday night and the, and the Dr. Gans said, why, you know, why do we make recommendations? We don't make a recommendation. So they buy something from the Walmart aisle and we get money from it. We buy it to improve the patient's oral and then subsequently their overall health. So sure. if the team can learn that together and in hygiene, in the hygiene chair, when someone recommends a rotary oscillating, you know, toothbrush, um, that just doesn't end there. We have one in our, you know, when they come to our chair, we can say, do you have any questions? Let me show you on this model. We recommend this because X, you know, this is overall health. So I think there's so much to continue and educate. Education is a word that sounds so formal. I think it scares many people that are office trained, like, oh, I didn't really go to formal school, which is okay in a lot of places. Some places you do need it, but in, in some states, but I think it's a, I think it's a lifelong learning type of word. That's what I always wish for all of us, you know? Absolutely. No, I, I think uh, the day we stop learning is the day we stop growing for sure. And, and I think part of that education, I, I want to circle back on something you just said a minute ago, uh, talking about products and the recommendations. 
obviously dental professionals need to be educated on what they're recommending. And I think that that's a real good opportunity, again, to reach out to those sales reps who come into your practice or to those manufacturer professionals out there and say, tell me more about this. And, and don't have that limiting belief that I'm just an assistant, which we've heard so many times, you know, oh. take, take that power to learn more about the products as well. I tell students, I tell people when I speak around the country, I say squeak to your reps that come in and visit you, right? We we have more ear to rep time than any dentist or front desk person because the front desk, no disrespect to them, but they don't talk the talk like we do up a particular product, right? They right. want to get to the back. <laughs> they want to get to the back to talk to the dentist. And it's not the best use of a dentist's time is to take up from the patient's chair and listen to a spiel of a new product. But we do. We can, and we can see through it. And, and, and I think you know it, Kevin, that many of, many of the dentists trust us to say, okay, what should we buy? Of course, absolutely. <laughs> it's a relationship, right? We've made a relationship with these companies. So I tell them warmly, the assistants that I speak to and with, squeak to your manufacturer reps because they all have a, an education budget and they all want to do exactly what you just said. Get the word out to the whole team that they can not to sell it, but to educate us to why we should buy it. And of course, we want to use the best products for our patients, but of course, we want an economical return. You know, the dentist one said, of course, it's their wallet more than ours. But I think I think that the, um, the, the, the team, again, team, 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 like get back to that. And I think we're yeah. good. And you had said it before, like the education and uh, the um, lifelong learning and if you stop learning. But I always say we don't know what we don't know. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and you know, the day that we really realize that, I think that's a game changer. And I, and I also think it's a game changer. You mentioned the trust of the dentist. And just to reemphasize the trust of the patient as well with so many assistants, you know, and sitting there in the chair and, and you've seen it, I've seen it though, you know, the patients ask for opinions and they really want to know from the assistant what they think or what they'd recommend. We, I, I think that is probably, if you had to say the key role to any dental assistant, it's that it's the hand to, you know, warm shoulder, you know, to like, I, I got you. How do you feel? You know, because the dentist, Again, no disrespect to anybody's role, but they're in, they're out, they're doing a hygiene check, but we're there from front, from front, you know, reception area to say goodbye at the reception area that, you know, we get to know them and they get to know us. And I think, I think many of the terminal professionals, you know, the dentist may just say, you need an implant on number 31 and it's going to cost this much money. And, you know, what? we have to, you know, treatment plan as well as it's perceived and the videos we watch, what would you do, Terry? What should I do? You know, and we can't, you know, and, and to new assistants, especially I say this, if you don't know the answer to what is an implant or how does a crown work or how many visits do I have, please, please, please be, be proud enough. And it's totally okay to say, I'm not sure I know the answer to that, but I will find it by the time you leave. There's no I've seen it happen as an educator. I see people that sort of try to talk the talk and, and I can hear you in the next room. I'm going, shh, shh. <laughs> <laughs> it's better if you said that you don't know. It's okay. I say it a lot. I say, you know and what? That's, a, that's okay. Yeah. Totally okay. In fact, you get more respect from saying that because we have, I'm sure every dental office has, I have brain surgeons and cardiologists and people that are very, very smart that are telling me they adjusted the, their temporary with a nail file or a Dremel and you just want to bite your, oh my goodness. Um, but you don't know what you don't know. So it's everyone's job to educate each other and empower each other and be totally okay with mistakes and things you don't know. So that's a, that's a really good tip, especially for new people. And, and I'm real curious 
with this this next generation that you're working with, how do you emphasize the importance of listening uh, oh. whenever something comes? Is that is that something you see as a a trait that we need to work more on as a profession? Uh, yes, yes, and yes. I think the best thing to do is to put down whatever device is on your wrist or in your hand and look people in the eye and, and I mean, you see it. The gener- oh, we're all guilty of it. I've got my phone sitting right underneath me as we speak, you know, sure. so we're all too yep. guilty and attached. Literally, I haven't gotten to the Apple Watch. I'm like, no, I don't need one more thing on my hand. But um, I think it's listening is an active skill that is a lifelong skill also because how many people have we all been involved with that, are thinking of the next answer before I even get my question. Oh, and, and you know it, you know that, and and that's that's a pet peeve of mine personally. Honestly, it is. Give people time to talk, process. You can see I'm pausing as I'm speaking now, and 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 not say what they want to hear. But thanks, and what I'm hearing you saying is this. That sounds really formal, but especially to a patient who has questions to us and about recommending a product. Can I use any toothpaste in the aisle? Well, you know, depending on what your issue is, you know, your gums or your decay or the fluoride and stannous fluoride, isn't that the stuff that makes my teeth turn brown? Not anymore. You know, we have we have a lot of things that we can uh, give to them and really help them. I mean, your, your job as a team member is ultimately to care for our patients the best way we can. And the best way we can is to work with each other. And another tagline instead of the lifelong learning I have is a mutual respect. Oh, yeah, absolutely. How many of my friends, and now many dentists are my friends. So if I'm if I'm the eft and restoring, if they assist me, it doesn't freak me out because they're my friend. But they do laugh and go, "Wow, I never realized how hard that is to be air, water, syringe, suction tip." And then when we're a new EFTA, we never really realized how hard it is to get that matrix band on tooth number one all the way in the back of the mouth, and I can't see, and I'm starting to sweat. You know, you get a mutual respect for each other's role, everyone's role. Everyone is important. The front desk, the hygiene staff, the office staff, the cleaning people. I mean, everyone is important uh, that we respect everyone's role because take one of them out, (laughs) take the cleaning people out of your office. Boom. Yeah. Take the hygiene out, take the dentist out, obviously. But the front desk, we can't do it. If no one makes an appointment, we can't do our job. (laughs) If we're not in the back, they can't do their job. So it's mutual respect is a to kind of just shake everybody up and think that like, wow, you take it. We did a, an exercise in my office. We walked outside to the parking lot, every one of us in a team huddle, shake your head and think you don't like, it's the first time you've ever walked in. And what did we notice, right? Whose sweaters hanging on the back of their chair, whose purse is still there. Who's you just see things that like as a new, what's your first impression of this practice and the office? How friendly were you greeted? How much did we really care about you instead of saying, come on back, see you later. It's such, it takes time. So listening, listening, watching, <laughs> learning um, quietly and being respectful. I think it's respect, respect, respect for everyone. You, you know, it's it's funny how that there's so many things that we need to co- continuously learn and, and always grow in our education. But there's a lot of these things that we learned when we were in kindergarten or first grade that still are so important today. And sometimes we just get caught up in, what's going on on our phone or what's going on around us. And we forget that. Totally. I think, I think if every dentist and they're busy, they're business people, they run a practice, they have OSHA things, they have malpractice things. There's a lot of things that we don't know as non-dentists that the dentist has to do, but sit back, do what I suggested before, get empower everyone to own something in your practice. You know, Kathy's going to be in charge of implants. The next time we have a meeting, she's going to teach us X, Y, Z, uh, photography, um, 
how we're going to do whitening, how we're going to do products in our office. And then the dentist can sit back and watch what happens. Watch mm -hmm. what happens when you empower people instead of, you know, I, I don't mean this, Gerard, but really care about your people, care about your patients, and then care about your staff and ask them, are you yeah. happy here? What can we do together? And, and the assistants have to be respectful of everybody. Teams, teams that work are so fun to watch. And students I teach from this team that I know that office, I'm like, great place to work. I feel it. I'm not even there. I feel that that's a great place to work. And wouldn't we wish that for everybody? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and, and, and I think that communication, uh, we've heard so much about exit interviews. And I know that one of the big shifts is let's start doing stay interviews. Let's talk to each other about what you're passionate about, things that you really want to embrace and teach others about. You know, I, I love that about everybody having a, a moment where they teach others about implants or photography or whatever it might be. And you know what? Some people are scared to do that. And I totally get that. But it's something I, I force people. It's sort of like in kindergarten, you were forced to stand up letter A, this is this. And you're, yep. you know, but I watched my kids do that and they do it. And you're like, wow, look at the, look what that just did for them. It gives them a little chest pump and, and proud. But I think, I think it's really neat to do that. But I love the idea of the stay interview. What can we do to keep each other? What can, you know, and it's not just money, money, money. It's not just give me more money. It's listen to me. And maybe I have suggestions of how we can get more patients in or something we can do more efficiently. And I just think, you know, and again, back to the products, I think if we all learn from a rep, the reps, the reps are key. Again, we need them too. I didn't even mention them. Of course, we need the products and the supply chain to bring into our office. But when we talk about that and how we can schedule and the software we use and all these things that can make us more efficient, which would get us to treat more patients well, it's just a win, win, win. And and you mentioned it before, Kevin, that patients perceive it. Remember, I'm talking to you, if you're the dentist, I'm the assistant over a patient's head that's looking up at me the whole time and can, can feel that smile in your voice and can also feel that banging of... <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> of you know. things that we don't want to do, you know? So it's... And they sense it. And, and we giggle. Sometimes I'll walk out and say, yeah... Dr. So-and-so is going to come back in and check this five more times because she goes, oh, I know, you know, patients know, and they respect us because they, they see the relationship and the actual respect and, you know, love is you know, work love. I won't go into a loving relationship, but, a, but a cordial work family sure. that you can really, and don't we all want to be happy coming back the next day, you know, Absolutely. like in every job, every job, no matter who we are, everybody has a crappy day, but you can come back and go, you know what, why do I come back here? What's your why? That's a good, yep. that's a good, uh, why, that. why am I here? I, I like the dentist I work for. I like the care that they provide. I like my teammates and I like our patients. I like the, the environment in which I work every day. That's, that's what we wish in education for everyone. I shouldn't even say an education. That's what everyone wishes. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. No, you know, I, I've enjoyed this chat and I know there's always folks who have questions after we finish our conversation. And I'd love, is, is there a way that our listeners could reach out to you if they've got a question or would like to just pick your brain maybe a little? Absolutely. Um, I do have, I happen to have a page for my speaking um, gigs. I'm on Facebook and Instagram on my name, Teresa Grudy presents as a verb. And then um, my email is very easy to remember. So it's first initial, last name. So T Grudy, G-R-O-O-D-Y at Harcum. That's the name of my college, H-A-R-C-U-M dot E-D-U. I'm happy to, I love to connect. I do that when I speak and people, I do get questions and it's it's great to connect with people. And and I think, I think when people have that 
avenue of like, hey, I have this question. You know, maybe I'll get one I can't answer. How much should I make in Colorado? I'll say, ask Kevin Henry. <laughs> Isn't that great that we have that network? Seriously, yeah. And, and like you said, it's okay to say, I don't know, but I'll right. find you. Right. Absolutely. I'll find out and I'll hook you up with someone I know in this state. And that's what I've done. But yeah, I've enjoyed it too. I think it's a great um, thing. I hope we do more. Thanks. Well, absolutely. We'd love to have you back. And obviously, uh, I always enjoy when our paths cross. And I look forward to that again, hopefully very soon as well. Yes. Thanks again, Kevin. You bet. And, and thanks to all of you for listening to this episode of the Dental Assistant Nation podcast. We always appreciate your time and are mindful that you're busy. And so we want to bring you the experts in the industry to help you have a better day and a better career. So until the next time we meet here on the Dental Assistant Nation podcast, powered by Ignite DA, my name is Kevin Henry. And as always, a reminder, together we rise. <laughs>